Hello, this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. I'm Steve Poisner, healthcare consumer advocate, founder, and executive director. Our nonprofit's mission is to help you navigate the complex healthcare system and understand your legal rights, options, and opportunities when you encounter problems and obstacles. We want to empower you with the information you need to fight back and get the best possible care. Our special guests, experts in their field of healthcare and medicine, provide you with an informative, interesting, and life-changing education on a variety of healthcare topics important to you and your loved ones. In our new Fight Back mini-cast series, we take you through the highlights and great educational information from our most popular podcast topics in our very large library. Let's get started. So why is heart disease you know, uh, called the silent killer, and, and why, does it, why does it take so many lives in the United States every year? You know, as you point out, Stephen, and well said, you know, sadly, heart disease is a silent killer. And the reason for that is that it's a really uh, what we call indolent disease. In other words, it's a disease that has a really long uh, progressive phase in which people have no symptoms whatsoever until they wind up coming to see someone like me, a cardiothoracic surgeon, when they need surgery to correct their, their heart disease. And so it's this long period of silence that really, uh, you know, leads to people coming in with advanced stages of heart disease. And, and what I find so frustrating about that, honestly, Steve, is that, you know, we're dealing with a disease that's 80% preventable preventable. So this this is not cancer. This is a preventable disease. And yet it right. remains, as you've nicely pointed out, you know, the number one killer in the world. And so I hope, you know, this podcast today, again, thank you for having me. I hope this podcast will give people some information on figuring out, you know, how do I stay away from this, you know, potentially preventable disease. What should people be looking for, though? Are, are there some signs of uh, that you know the men and women should be on on the lookout for when it comes to heart disease? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know I think too just before we before we go into signs and symptoms so that everybody's on the same page. You know, you know when we're talking about heart disease, we're talking about really several things here, and they, these things, all of these things, can lead to you know various signs and symptoms, but. Heart disease really on the spectrum is everything from, you know, having high blood pressure, which is also called hypertension, to, you know, having complete failure of the heart, which is called congestive heart failure, that leads to heart transplantation. And so each of these things that constitute heart disease, whether it's high blood pressure, heart failure, uh, a dysfunction of the valves in your heart, or uh, what we hear about most commonly, which is coronary heart disease, which leads to a heart attack, you know, all of these things as they build within your body cause symptoms. So, so what are we looking for in terms of symptoms of heart disease? Well, you know, sadly, what we see on TV is not necessarily what we see for heart disease. And what we typically see on television is uh, it's usually a male, right? It's a guy who's clutching his chest and he's got excessive pain behind the breastbone, the sternum, you know, neck veins are bulging and sticking out, you know, sweating profusely, you know, he's falling to the ground, you know, that sort of 
heart attack on TV is not typically the signs that we see, especially in women. And we find ourselves, you know, you and I, Steve, really at the tail end of what what is called the Women's Heart Health Month, which is February. And yet for women, this is not at all what we see, right? With women, about half of all women get no symptoms of chest pain whatsoever. For women, typically the symptoms that we see are, you know, fatigue, extreme fatigue. And I'm sure the women out there listening are laughing right now going, well, Dr. Magliato, I'm exhausted all the time. Does that mean I have heart disease? <laughs> right. And the answer is, right? You know, the answer is not exactly, but uh, but a chronic, unrelenting um unrelenting uh, fatigue, especially if it's accompanied by, you know, shortness of breath, these are the things we look for in women as a sign of heart disease. So this, you know, unexplainable, if you will, fatigue, um, shortness of breath. The other thing women get is abdominal pain, upper abdominal pain, like indigestion kind of pain. Again, a lot of women don't see that as heart disease, but that's how they present. Kathy, you're saying this is a preventable disease. Does that mean genetics um, is not the overriding, you know, factor here? Uh, it's 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 actually things that are in a person's control. Great question. So so yes, two risk factors. There are two risk factors. You already mentioned. Sorry, you already mentioned one of those. And, uh, and, and that risk factor is family history. So you, you said genetics, right? So, you know, as I told you before, I'm a nice Italian girl and I got this, you know, crazy family in New York that I love. And, uh, you know, as much as some people may want to, you know, disown their families, they cannot, they cannot escape their genetic history. So, so family history of heart disease is an important risk factor that you can do nothing about. Right. And what I mean by family history is a first degree relative in your family. And that means mother, father, brother, or sister with heart disease. And if it's a male relative, heart disease under the age of 55, female relative, heart disease under the age of 65. And so if you have that, it gives you a risk factor you can do nothing about. The second risk factor that we all have that we can't do anything about is age. So again, you know, California folks, we can have all the injectables and Botox and such and look 25 on the outside, ladies. But I'm sad to say that when you hit 55 years of age or older, you automatically get a risk factor for heart disease you can do nothing about. And for men, that is age 45. So the rest of the risk factors, Steve, which gets to your question, the rest of the risk factors, we can do something about. So though I can't change my age and I can't change my family history, I can change all the other risk factors. So what are those? High blood pressure. I can certainly do something about that. I can have it checked and use uh, diet, exercise, and medication to treat it. Uh, Diabetes, another risk factor that can be treated easily as long as we find it and know about it. Uh, Smoking, again, smoking cessation, and that includes vaping. So smoking, high cholesterol, again, treatable. Um, Mental or emotional stress, again, a very treatable risk factor. And really the big one, uh, no pun intended, which is obesity. And we've gotten the latest statistics for the United States. And I'm sad to say that, you know, almost 70% of the population is either overweight or obese. But again, losing weight 
is a huge, you know, driver of mitigating risk in heart disease. So, so that is Steve, where this concept of the, of, of heart disease being 80% preventable comes from those risk factors. I want to thank you for listening to today's fight back mini cast. You can listen to the full podcast on this topic or check out additional podcasts by going to our website at www.healthcareconsumerrights.org. We also welcome your input and stories that we can use on future podcasts. This is Steve Poisner, and this is Fight Back, a podcast by the Healthcare Consumer Rights Foundation. Thanks for listening. I look forward to our next podcast. Talk with you soon.